Hey, hey, welcome to Repeater, a little show about big songs. Today, we're talking to comedian and radio personality Chris Duffy about a song that he loves. Joining him is our musical guest, Dear Georgiana, a New York-based musical act that you're gonna love. As always, we're your hosts, Evan and Pat, and God damn it, we're happy you're here. And we want to make sure you're always here. So if you could subscribe to our show, if you haven't already, that would mean a whole lot to us. Oh, and after you subscribe, do us a big favor and review the show or give it a thumbs up or a heart or whatever your podcast device lets you do to show love. It helps us more than you know. And that's it for us. Thanks for the support. And thanks for listening. This is Repeater. Hello. hello, hello! I'm an excellent man. This is what it looks like, people. <laughs> an excellent man. That's how you'll be introduced abroad for yes. the rest of your life. Oh, yes. <laughs> excellent yeah. man. No, excellent man. Chris Duffy. Um, hey, thanks for having me here. Oh, Chris, I thank you so much. I just came up on stage. Much. Oh. Yeah, wow. You yeah, this are is great. a fresh face for the stage. the show. It's like so you never mentioned our podcast that we just released. Oh, hey, I, this is a fresh episode of the podcast. <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. Subscribe and rate. A phone. Uh, this, if you're listening at home, the stage I just broke. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if the a music stand fell under the weight of Diana Ross and Patrick Swayze, um, that's, that's sounds real. like a joke. But if uh, you're listening at home, that's true. And if you're in the audience, you can see what we're talking about. Hmm. Um, I think we should explain almost. everything. To this level of there are microphones. There are three of us. We're in chairs. By the way, this is the first forty-hour episode. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They do uh, have coffee here, so stock uh, up. Go for yeah. it. Um, great. Before we jump into what your song is sure. that we're going to talk to you about, yeah. uh, we're going to talk about music we've been listening to lately. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want, you want me will, to go first? Go for it. Uh, so music that I've been listening to lately, um, three, I think, pretty different genres that I've been listening to. Uh, one is I, I got really into uh, listening to like all of Leonard Cohen's discography mm-hmm. uh, post sure. Leonard Cohen's de- death. That's what got me into it, him dying. And then you listen to his music and you're like, yeah, that's something he wanted. Um <laughs> But I've been really enjoying that. And then I've also been listening to a kind of like a jazz quartet where I, I know them. They're uh, all brass instruments. They're called the Westerlies. And they're cool. really great. This song, Sorrow, S-A-R-O. Great. Got to listen to it. Uh, and then the last thing is a friend told me a crazy story about uh, he's a composer. And he was, I was telling him how I never listened to classical music. Mm-hmm. And he told me the story about the Goldberg variations, which I guess are like the most, one of the most famous pieces of classical music ever, but I never listened to them or knew anything about it. And uh, so I started listening to them because of the story, which is that Bach composed them so that this like rich German count could go to sleep. And every (laughs) night in the room next to him, the musicians would play the Goldberg variations while he tried to sleep. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. So yeah, I've been listening to them and they're like, they're relaxing. (laughs) I was going to say, I know nothing of them. Yeah. uh, And are they, they work They're. I think they're not, if you listen to them now, you wouldn't be like, this is trying to put me to sleep. You'd just be like, this is beautiful music. But I love that it was like intending to sedate uh, a wealthy German. (laughs) Yeah. Which I really enjoy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But all three of those I've been really liking. Cool. Cool. And is that second group available on Bandcamp or anything? Yeah. Yeah. The Westerlies, they're out on Bandcamp and iTunes and everywhere. 
Cool. See? And they're also, if you live in New York, they, they live in Brooklyn. Here. And they play here a lot. Cool. Oh, go see them. Yeah, they're great. Mm. Um, speaking of 40-hour episodes and music to put you to sleep to. Nice segue. Uh, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> uh, the band Seeger Rose. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Who are from Iceland. The Beatles which, of Iceland. <laughs> the Beatles of Iceland. Uh, and most of you, all of you know, I went to Iceland and it was amazing. Um, but they did a 24 hour video a couple months ago that I only just found out about. Really? And it's a road trip video, which is something I enjoy greatly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they took their songs and sort of like stretched them out over that 24 hours. Um, so it's like, you have to be super patient to listen to it, but really easy to it's nice to work to it's very relaxing and then you also like you flip to that screen and you're like oh yeah iceland is beautiful um i mean i'm not going to tell you to go listen to the whole thing because it's 24 hours but like if you want like 10 minutes go check it out oh wow they are heartbroken right now (laughs) 24 hours you're gonna listen in a 10 minute i mean i got through a nine hour chunk of that video because i work in an office Mm -hmm. uh so maybe do that if you work in an office i don't know it's also beautiful so yeah. Yeah. Pat was telling me about this. Um, and for whatever reason, it like made me think of listening to something on repeat or like something for a long period of time. And it was like three years ago when Get Lucky by Daft Punk was everywhere oh, yeah. on mm-hmm. the, re- I mean, everywhere, right? Yeah. Probably the most overplayed song of that year. Mm-hmm. I was at work one day and I was questioning, is it like actually overplayed? Because I wasn't really sick of it, even though I heard it all uh-huh. the time. So I just put it on repeat while I worked. And I think I listened to it for like three and a half hours and it took like (laughs) brief breaks where I would like pee or something, but it was just like on in the background while I worked for about three and a half hours. And by the time I like went to lunch or left for the day, whichever it was, um, I hit stop and I was like, yeah, I'm not sick of it. Wow. (laughs) Pretty good song. Like, uh, ringing endorsement. It's just just like, it's just not, it's not, uh, I don't know what the, I'm trying to think of how to describe it, but it's like, it's not annoying enough to ever truly for me to like hate, I guess. Yeah. It never hits that threshold. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to stay out of the way. Passionate hatred. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And was there something else you wanted uh, to mention? No, but great. I did enjoy your Enya playlist. Oh, there was that too. Yeah. We, we, so we made a playlist for this show. Um, everyone can go check it out on Spotify. It's, it's all way longer than 24 hours, right? Yeah. It's, it's like 97. 97. Yeah. yeah. It's all of the My Heart Will Go Ons that are on Spotify right now. Um, Every except, cover of it. Except that I stopped actually adding to that playlist after 10 minutes of making it. It's not all of them. Wow. And it's, there it's are way more, more than 1,300, right? Yeah. 1,330 are currently on that playlist. Yeah. And I got to a point where I was like, I'm just going to stop. This is too many. <laughs> this I mean, is a pointless promotional playlist. <laughs> but it was born from the t- a time a few years ago, one of my friends put all of every variation of Enya's um, Orinoco flow into one playlist. Uh And I have listened to that playlist for like, I don't know, 30 versions of that song in a row. Yeah. I also think that the fact that you were able to stop and just be like, this doesn't matter (laughs) means that you have much more generous listeners than some other programs. Because like, uh, (laughs) I feel like the putting out there in the world, like this is every cover of Celine Dion's (laughs) and then it not being every cover. uh, A lot of people would get furious emails from those people. Yeah. Like Hopefully I, no one's paying attention. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's always the hope. <laughs> I, for, our, uh, for the show that I do where we uh, interview scientists, once I made a joke on the show, just like obviously a joke where mm-hmm. someone yeah. said, 
uh, the moon is really, uh, the moon, I said, the moon is like a million times bigger than your face. And like, <laughs> I got hundreds of angry emails, people being like, it is so much bigger than that. <laughs> and then I would write back and be like, thanks for listening to the show and for caring enough to write. Like, I apologize. I was joking. Maybe it wasn't clear. Yeah. And one person wrote back, uh, it didn't even occur to me that this could have been a joke. <laughs> like, That's the review every comedian wants. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did anybody email you and like show their work? Oh, at many, many okay. people. Good, good. Like, Here's good. the service area of the moon, idiot. How big is your fat face? Can't be this big. That would be a house. And I was like, I just wanted to send them back just like a, a photo of a house with a smile on it. Like, That's my face. But um, I would that would have only further enraged them. I was worried about actually being physically disgusted. That can't really be your face. That's it's a house. not really your face. That's a house. Yeah, you've caught me. You busted me, man. <laughs> I think my ideal scenario would be like to, uh, for a musical artist who has a cover of the song to email me very sad that I didn't include them hey man, in what the do 1330. I do to get onto your list? I'm just wondering. Um, I'm just like trying to promote my thing. It. Like, it seems like we could just use some buzz, you know? <laughs> yeah, Looking for buzz for our cover of it's only tw- It's only 20 on. years old. Yeah. Uh, we're really trying to generate you something. You never on know it. when they're going to remaster the movie, man. So I got to be ready. Be ready to strike. <laughs> yeah. Cameron's going to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've been listening to um, yeah. Bl- Bl- and then what music have you been listening <laughs> to, guys? Let me let me tell you what I want to listen to. Uh, I've been listening a lot to um, Blood Orange's latest album, which is called Freetown Sound. Hmm. Um, it came out like six or seven months ago, but I kind of just found out about it a few weeks ago, and it's really good. What uh, what kind of band is Bloodtown Oranges? Uh, Blood Orange is uh, Blood Orange is oh, like a, I, I combine I have the town. <laughs> the album name is uh, Freetown Sound. Freetown Sound Blood Town Blood Orange. Orange. Yes, <laughs> you got it. Got it. Uh, they have so many nouns. It's like come on, <laughs> how are you going to keep these straight? It's R and B. Yeah, um, like mm, you know neo kind of electro poppy R and B, but I would say R and B. Um, but the thing that kind of got me back into this album aside from not knowing it, was somebody pointed out... I mean, I like, didn't know they released it. Classic, classic way to get back into an album. Back into, uh, exists. back into the artist, I guess. Because yeah, yeah. their previous album... Um, yeah, what was their previous album called? Their previous album... Orange Juice. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of what it is. Does anyone remember it? No? Just like, me. Town Boy Dolphin Siren. <clears throat> oh, Cupid Deluxe. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> that works too. The previous album's called Cupid Deluxe. And that is an awesome album. And so I like really, really love that album and, and was was happy to find out that they came out with a new one. But I sort I guess I found out that a new album was out partially because there was a music video. Carly Rae Jepsen's featured on one <laughs> song, and somebody's Put, put put the video on Twitter because it's like a lot of dancing. Mm-hmm. And the guy who is behind Blood Orange, his name is Dev Hines, like dances kind of like modern ballet sort of stuff in the video, which is kind of cool for like a musician to actually be working with like a bunch of dancers in a yeah, video. that's yeah. cool. <clears throat> and Carly doesn't dance. It's really weird. Um, <laughs> but I watched it. I was like, oh, they have new music. Listen to the album. Really great album. Um, but then I also found out that that guy, Dev Hines, like, I didn't even realize, I've been listening to Blood Orange for three years now. He also is the dude behind uh, Lightspeed Champion, which was sort of an indie, <clears throat> a pretty popular indie rock outfit from mm-hmm. probably around the time I was in college or just thereafter. And I had, like, no idea he was very established in two different worlds. Oh, that's cool. Indie rock and uh, R&B. 
So cool. It was cool because now I've like listened to the entire discography of the last two weeks. Nice. And they're really different. Dev Hines, if you're out there, nice work, dude. Yeah, <laughs> killing it. Keep it up. You have uh, the repeater yep. stamp of approval. Stamp of approval. <laughs> Which I'm sure is what matters to you right now. <laughs> Just listen to your whole discography. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but we are here to talk about uh, an older song. Oh, yes. And a song that means a lot to you. A lot. Great. Um, what is that song? That song is Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. Ooh. And I, I want, it's very important to me because I know that this may not be clear if you're listening or if you're here, that I authentically and genuinely love this song. <laughs> this is not like some sort of like ironic postmodern yeah. bit where I'm yeah. like, my song is Celine Dion, <laughs> popular music. No, I like it. I think it's great. And I'm not going to be ashamed and I won't be told. No. <laughs> yeah. That is an important distinction because I think that is like the yeah. conclusion a lot of people would draw yeah. immediately. I'll also say my wife, when I told her that I was going to talk about this song, was like, I'm glad that I can't be there. <laughs> <laughs> I think this would be hard for our relationship. <laughs> and I was like, I won't be shamed by even you. <laughs> I refuse to be ashamed. It's 2017. And if a straight man can't love Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On, what hope do the rest of us have? Yeah. Uh, but we jumped to some conclusions. So sure. we're going to talk about what we like our immediate guesses as to what, why the song's in your life. Yeah, great. Guess. Yeah. All right. So you already sank my guess. I was going to guess that that's the song that you and your wife, like when you first started dating, like Ooh. that was like the thing. I but, was concerned you were going to say something else there, but good job. <laughs> uh, yes. But uh, that could be your guess. Yeah. You I'm going to stick to that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It's okay to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's the lesson. Um, oh, mine, mine was, uh, mine was first school dance. This is like your first slow dance you ever had with someone at a school dance. That sixth is grade. Getting, I would say. I would say oh, am I supposed to tell you if you're correct? Uh, you want to yeah, keep guessing? Know, sure. No, that's okay. fine. Uh, you're getting closer. Cool. But I will tell you that this song, for me, has never been associated with a human woman. Great. <laughs> Specific enough to know that we're off the trail. Vague enough to have no idea what's going on in your life. Yep. Um, Animated woman. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna say probably <laughs> usually, not that either. Usually, we play a clip of the song uh, uh-huh. right here at this point in the show, but I think everyone knows this song super well. Is there anyone in the audience Am who I does wrong? not know "My Heart Will Go On"? Okay, good, great. We're gonna blast through this song clip then. Or, or is there anyone in the audience who feels strongly that they would like to hear a clip of this song? There's one. That's three. three that's three. four. All right, we got two. Out of uh, the 500 people here, we got right. five people yeah. raising their hands. So we got a solid one percent of the Packed audience. House, though. Yep. Let's, uh, let's start so, the 97-hour long playlist. Yeah. Let's begin. <laughs> yeah, Lauren, uh, cue up song one of 1,330. <laughs> oh yeah, different Lauren. <laughs> we Lauren, up, thank you for your. There we go. Right into it. Right, <laughs> right into the heart of it, too. Yeah. Ooh. Second chorus. So another thing that I want to say about this, and I have so much to say, but is if you watch the music video or any live performance where Celine Dion performs, yeah. she almost never moves the lower half of her body. Yeah. Just her arms moving, and she strikes a pose and then turns and sings <laughs> and then strikes a new pose. It's spectacular. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's sort of like she's at the front of the ship. It's like if you look at what like every other major artist does in a concert. Yeah. She knows I don't even have to do that. Power <laughs> move. Yeah. I could just plant my feet and sing, <laughs> and that's all they need. Boom. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I apologize for talking over part of it, but that was great. That was important for you to know. Yeah, I think she. I mean, I think once that song came out, mm-hmm. 
she knew she could do no wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and even before that, she was a major recording artist in yeah. French. The year, yeah. Even in English, too, because the year before that song came out, her album, oh, man. I wish I knew the name of the album because I owned it. And I used to listen to it constantly. Yeah. <laughs> it had, um, it oh, had that. another, look at this. Big reveal. Uh-oh. Oh, well, Evan me? also used to listen to an album constantly. Am I supposed to say why, why it's <laughs> yeah, important we, to me? Well, sure. I, let me talk about that. No, go, sorry, sorry to mean to cut off. You just excited no. me because it's close to the same reason. Yeah, no. No, um, <laughs> I have nothing to say about it. But her, her album before My Heart Will Go On was on very heavy rotation uh, in my life. Really? Yeah. At what time? Fifth grade. That's uh, it had um, I'll, I'll butcher the names of the songs, but uh, like you were my strength when I was weak. Yep, you were my <laughs> and uh, what else was on that album? They had like three huge hits on that album, I think. Um, yeah, it's yeah, all coming back to it's me all now. Back to me now. That is <laughs> spectacular. Yeah. So yeah, she really was already awesome. like killing it. Yeah. So. Why does this song matter to you? Well, it's like almost exactly what you just described, which is great. I feel like we're like the Celine Dion equivalent of Blood Brothers. Mm. Um, <laughs> but is that it was the first the first album that I ever purchased Ooh. was the soundtrack to Titanic featuring <laughs> Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. A.K.A. And, the love theme from Titanic. Oh, yes. And I was like, uh, I was and still am uh, a... Uh, very in touch with my emotions. And I sure. would like listen, sit, lay on the top of my uh, bunk bed my younger brother beneath me, headphones in, disc man on my stomach, and just listen to that song on repeat and just tear up at the beat. <laughs> I mean, actual tears coming out of my eyes. And I would just be like, this is, I hope to one day feel any emotion as strong as this. <laughs> and I saw Titanic three times in the theaters, wow. which wow. is nine hours, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is a powerful amount for a prepubescent boy. <laughs> Uh, and like only part of my reason, like when friends were like, why did you do that? I was like, well, there's a boob in the movie. Yeah. I was like, also a very compelling emotional story. <laughs> and then I would listen to the album and just be like, oh, it's just like the world's so full of beauty, you know? And that was, I, I like still, yeah. and then for a long time I was like, that's not cool. Don't say that. You should like, you know what you like? Sublime. And then I'm like, yeah, I like Sublime. I play lacrosse. And then yeah. like, I was bad at lacrosse. I was on the bench and like trying to listen to Sublime. And I was like, you're, why can't I just be me? You're bad at Sublime. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad at Sublime, bad at lacrosse. And I've always been great at Celine. Celine Dion. Yeah. So that's that's why it's important to me. Yeah, that's beautiful and great. Yeah. I, I also feel like uh, I've always enjoyed uh, making people laugh. That's always a thing that I've liked. Yeah. And I, I do find it both like appropriate and uh, entertaining for me that when I authentically reveal what music I like, people also laugh and they're like, that's not a joke, <laughs> but it's true. Like I, uh, here's the thing that will happen a lot is I, when I'm traveling alone, like I somewhat regularly have to take planes now to go do shows and I'll just like be on my own. I'm taking a plane to some random place. Yeah. And I always, uh, iTunes like has made it now where when you have your music, when you like your phone goes dead and then you like turn it on, it's just like a big picture of what you're listening to yeah and i always am like what does this person think that there's like a giant photo of celine dion (laughs) but uh yeah yeah i'm a big fan yeah yeah i mean that's like like stunned you into silence no (laughs) No, i know i think it's so like uh it's so genuine i think and sincere to just like you're at that that song came out when you're at an age where you could be easily like uh, convinced to have that be like the end all be all of love songs. Oh yeah, and I and I was. And I yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and I think uh, you know whether it's purely nostalgia or 
or, or what, but I think a lot of us have associations with songs like that, that mm-hmm. we like would care. We'd rather not admit, you yeah. know, like if we could avoid it, but they never stopped being, they never stopped mattering. Yeah. And I feel like there were a lot like at that, maybe it was just my perception, but like at that time in my life where I was like, but like, I just want people to like, I just want someone to love me. And I just like want to have someone that I could like go into a private chat room with. And like, <laughs> you know, um, like when I was at that stage, all these songs came out like in a row where like the biggest hits on the radio, if you were listening to like yeah. Z100, number one hits, it would be like, and now Edwin McCain's I'll be. And then I'd be like, oh, why is anyone my shining star? You know? so it was like yeah. a lot of that all at once exactly yeah. yeah your your story of that you're telling that reminded me of two things uh one yeah titanic's a long movie yes uh, very long like four or five years ago i watched it on cable Ooh, it's like a five or six hour endeavor yeah um, painful but um it's what i wanted to do that day yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's got some great stuff in there you know yeah uh it's amazing because like <clears throat> you know how it's going to end. And boy, do you still watch it the whole time? <laughs> I hope it doesn't go like this. Uh, the so other, I've go for it, Pat. Never seen it. Really? And never I seen think, Titanic? I have not. Oh, and, but you know how, you do know how it ends. Right? When yeah. I said that, you weren't like, so they make oh, it I don't in, know. To New York, right? Yeah, they make it to New York and then they start a new life. It's actually no, but, the prequel to Brooklyn. <laughs> Billy no, but, Zane founds New York City. <laughs> That's such a weird, obscure uh, indie movie reference. <laughs> Sorry, and it's not an indie movie. Let's keep moving on. Uh, but when I think about the movie, all I can think about is because when I can't, it's three hours. Yeah, but it was when movies were still being released on VHS. Mm-hmm. So it was like five tapes or something. Oh, like that. I don't even know. It was two. Uh, <laughs> and this actually ties in. Five. This actually ties in with the second thing your story reminded me of, which is I remember going to a birthday party in seventh grade uh-huh. um, at Alana Morreale's house. And all... Shout out Alana. What? If you're listening, hey, yeah, Alana. Yeah, shout out Alana. How's it going? She, she lives in the city. Um, <laughs> and... Um, so she listens to our podcast. <laughs> she loves it. She loves the show. She loves it. And um, all like us, like, shithead 13-year-olds are in her, like, rec room basement. Mm-hmm. Parties kind of spread out around the basement. Yeah. And we all see the two VHS tapes that contain Titanic, the five of them. And someone had the brilliant idea of like, let's find the boob scene and just like fast forward directly to it and play it over and over and over again, which like seemed like a good idea for like five or six, 13 year olds at a party. Uh, Every girl at the party really didn't want us to do that. Um, But there were only like 10 of us in the room. Like people were spread out again. It got shut down pretty hard when her dad came down. Oh, and he was like, fast forwarding through Titanic. I know what you're up (laughs) to, you little perverts. I think you're correct in that. I don't think we ever got to it. Like we just were kept like fast forwarding. a whole lot of tape to scroll through. It's pretty obvious. VHS, you can't like see what you're going through. Yeah, what scene you're going through. You just have to stop every 30 seconds or so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, that made me think of, so I grew up here in in New York and when I was like at that same age where I, I think like, also this is, uh, this is one where like the generation after us didn't have to deal with this because of just the internet. But like we, I was at an age where I was like, you can't see naked people online. So <laughs> I, uh, or if you do, you're going to like, it's going to be like hours for it to be like, doo, 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 yeah, loading, doo, 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 <laughs> loading. And so, um, uh, when I was like 11 or 12, some friends and I went to canal street and we're like, you know, what we're going to do. They sell these like bootleg DVDs, but they also sell porn movies. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to get a porn VHS. And so we like went down and like from like the shady guy got like some like, you know, 
it was called like sex on a boat and, <laughs> and then we brought it back and i'll never forget this because it was so good we put it in we put the tape in and it was just shot from like half a mile away a boat <laughs> Full, no plot. I mean, it was yeah. like a someone with a camera in their hands mm-hmm. had videotaped a boat while standing on the shore for three hours or whatever <laughs> filled up the tape. And so we just kept being like, and when is the sex going to start? And when is the sex going to start? And it was just the tape of a boat. Which is like, I don't know why they didn't just sell a blank tape if they were going to sell a blank tape. But yeah. I, I feel like that's what he did where he like saw... You know, elite, he was like, I can't sell porn to them. That's illegal. But what I will sell them is the box of a porn mill and a video of a boat. <laughs> that was his move. Someone's trying to watch their video that they took of a boat and they're getting, they're <laughs> no. getting porn. Oh, no. This boat was way more active than I imagined. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, what's someone doing just filming a boat? It like, wasn't beautifully shot or anything. Right? Oh, no. This was like handy cam. Yeah. Like, I'm shooting a boat. That's terrible. Yeah. I don't know why. Or just hilarious switcheroo. Yeah, I think it was a hilarious switcheroo. That's what I think they were going for. That's like one of those. And, by the way, since yeah. it's a music show, no soundtrack. No Silent. soundtrack. Yeah, no sound. Like no wow. audio? No audio. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. And like creepy almost. Hmm. I just want wind. I want like something that's, <laughs> yeah, I want the cameras like live capture audio. You're supposed to like that's... sync it up to dark side of the moon or something. <laughs> yeah. You when you do did. that, it turns into a porno. <laughs> <laughs> That feels like something that, you know, it's like growing up in the suburbs. Uh, I think parents had a lot of um, judgments of like cities uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, you learned like cities are uh, dangerous or yeah. you grew up too fast or like all this type of stuff. And I'm like, I would love to have my parents like heard that story yeah. <laughs> when they're like getting on me for, you know, like I'd be like going out uh, freshman year of high school and my mom would give me like, big mom, can I have five bucks? And she's like, what's it for? Like it's for Chinese food, and she'd be like, "Is it for beer?" Mm. It's like, "No, mom, it's like really for Chinese food." I'm gonna order Chinese food. I know what five bucks can be used for. (laughs) Don't you lie to me. But I wish I had. I wish I had that story to tell. I was like, not every. It's not always porn tape is actually. Yeah, mom, trying to buy porn one time. Videos of boats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Was it? Did you feel like you had uh, a long leash growing up in the city? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest difference growing up in the city was that I, like, there was an age where you were old enough to do things on your own, but not old enough to drive. And everyone I know who grew up in places where cars were central, that was, like, a frustrating time where you had to, like, ask for a ride or, you know, wait for an older friend or something. And for me, that was just like, okay, I'm old enough. I'm just going to walk out and walk to my friend's house or take the bus or something. So that felt like I had a longer leash. Um, But... Uh, you never like you never you only live the life you live, so you never can like compare it to something else. Right, sure. I, I think the other big difference was like we I never spent any I really rarely spent time at home because it was like the home is a place where you like eat and sleep. And then yeah. like we wouldn't have friends over because we had a small little New York apartment. So then I would like go out and, and see friends and we would do stuff like walk around a museum or something. Yeah. Even though we like weren't paying attention to it. <laughs> I, I think that was kind of a different thing. Right. That's like your time killer. We would go to the mall or mm. something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We uh mall was like not a like I never, yeah. I mean, I guess there are malls in New York now, but never growing yeah. up did I like go, I wouldn't be like, could you drive me to Secaucus <laughs> <laughs> so I can walk the mall? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you go to a mall if you live in New York City? Yeah. Um, we constantly 
wanted to go to the mall, though. <laughs> that was like what, Titanic. I, ti- Titanic era was mall era. For, I feel like that's true. That's like, it was like middle people. school, basically. And, and why did you want to go to the mall? Is it like a, it's like you hang out and like maybe it's like flirting, like you're going to see someone yeah. that kind of spot? Yeah, because you might meet up with like another group of friends, mm. another group of girls, something okay. like that. But it was like one of the only places you could go at night and just be dropped off yeah. and like roam around and then be picked up. Because in our hometown, it's like you would have got like there are no businesses open after eight. And if you were running around, it's like the cops would have bothered you because they would have thought you're up to like no good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the movie theater where I saw Titanic was kind of like that. You'd run into people in the lobby there. Oh, what what are you saying? Titanic again? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then also we I'd sometimes go to like uh, like the knitting factory and watch uh, concerts or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They had like five dollar concerts every once in a while. I don't even care who it is. We'll just just go. Yeah. Yeah, that's what super was cool. the uh, first concert you went to? Oh, well, you know, uh, I... The or first, like on your own. No, no, I know, whatever. I know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the first album that I bought was Celine Dion. This, uh, well, actually, the soundtrack to Titanic. The second <laughs> album was Shania Twain's uh, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. <laughs> and the first concert that I went to was a Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> so, Wonderful. In case you were wondering whether <laughs> this guy was pretty cool, the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, I went to the concert, Weird Al. And the woman next to me was a middle-aged woman who was like a fan, clear fan for of his for a long time. Yeah. And I believed then, and I still believe now, that he is a comedic artist, but she was crying. <laughs> <laughs> Singing every word and crying, like an emotional, profound connection with the songs. And I was like, you know that there is a serious version of this song too, right? <laughs> like, you don't just have to listen to the, the other one, like. Doesn't sound like she could handle. That. Yeah, I think she would have freaked out. I'd be, I'd be like, you know, Michael Jackson sings this song too, <laughs> but with less funny lyrics. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, got him. loved that. It was a great concert. He's a yeah. great performer. Yeah, I mean, he's like, oh man, he is talk about legendary artists. I mean, yeah, he's one of the only. I'm trying to think. He's been relevant for four decades now. Yeah, I mean, is that right? For sure, and in the like accordion community, I mean, he is. <laughs> Accordion, accordion huge uh comedy huge comedy huge because the comedy album sales he always yeah. kills it too yeah and long but also hair. like pop charts he actually yeah he hit the yeah. pop charts a couple times yeah so he like yeah he's incredible yeah yeah he he knows what he's doing i really enjoyed it great yeah. performer where was it uh it was at the beacon theater Ooh, and i think it was sold out nice. too which i was like damn <laughs> yeah yeah every time i think he's gone he reasserts his relevance. Yeah. He's uh he's back in it now. He's like the comedy bang bang or he just he was yeah, the comedy yeah, he bang was... bang uh band leader. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's so cool. <laughs> that's really great. That's what I impressed you with the most. No, but that's really no, we, great. Weird Al impressed me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, just yeah. Well, Weird Al and the Beacon because I feel like the first one of the first places I saw a concert at in New York mm-hmm. was at Terminal 5. Oh, cool. Which is not a fun venue at all. Someone gaffed in the audience. Like, oh. <laughs> uh. Also where we had my prom's after party. Ooh. For some reason. Hello. Uh, what were uh, your first concerts? Have you talked about this on the podcast many times? Ooh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so exactly. Okay. I was supposed to see uh, Catch-22 Okay. in Poughkeepsie. Uh, and the guy that was going to drive us broke his leg. So... We rescheduled for the next night, which didn't seem like enough recovery time. Um, and which looking back on it, I don't know that guy should have been driving, but he did. Uh, so my first concert was Finch. Ooh. So like middle school era 
kind of hardcore, kind of trying to be way too cool. And yeah. And it was them and a band called Snapcase, who at the time I was like, this opening band sucks. Look back and I'm like, oh, they were like one of the biggest New York hardcore bands. Oh, wow. New York? Don't call me out on that. You're going to get an angry email, man. I hope so. <laughs> from Snap, from Snapcase. <laughs> Uh, wait, I have a question about the man who broke his leg. Yeah. So he broke his leg <laughs> and you were going to go to the concert. Yeah. And then he said, I'll drive you tomorrow. And so you went to a different concert? Yes. Oh, because the band was it, leaving town. Yeah. And the band was named Catch-22. Yes. Okay. Got it. <laughs> the man who sure broke his leg. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first of many adventures. Yeah, I mean, I just want to make sure I understand <clears throat> what's going on here. I good, thought there good, was good. like a Catch 22 joke in there, but I'm just going to let it lie where it is. <laughs> I bet there you is. You broke your leg, but the band is only here for one night. What a Catch 22. The band there we go. Catch 22. Oh, one person applauded. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should have said it the first time. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Yeah. Just edit straight to the applause. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw Finch before I could drive as well, um, and they were really bad live. Yeah. And then I saw them once after I could drive, and they were worse. Yeah. Oh, this is actually a, a really interesting question. What's the worst uh, band you've seen ever live? Oh, man. And not necessarily the worst band, just worst performance you've seen. Uh, I mean, if I'm considering like bands I liked, I've probably seen acts I didn't even know who they were sure. and that have not been good. But in terms of like, I went to that set or that show because I wanted to see them. Mm-hmm. Finch actually might be my number one. Wow. Because <clears throat> they nice. were a band at the time I liked a lot. And they used to do, they used to like scream quite a bit. Um, and they just like couldn't scream and sing what the parts they're supposed to sing. The guy just like couldn't do it live. Huh. At least not after two months of Warp Tour. <laughs> uh, and I remember like, I really liked them. And I was like, no, nah, this is bad. You're bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> You're bad at what you do. <laughs> so my expectations were a lot lower the second time I yeah. saw them. I think yeah. the least inspiring. I don't remember who they were, but the thing that really stood out to me was it was like a two guitar band and like they had a bass player and a drummer uh, and then inexplicably had a keyboard player who like the way that the audio was in the room, like you couldn't really hear him, but that dude like was dressed to the nines. He had like big feathered hair and like a scarf and it definitely seemed like he just wanted to be in this band mm-hmm. and had bur- like bullied his friends enough for them to just like let him be there. <laughs> Uh, That's the story of many bands. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, the only thing I remember from that performance is watching him like shed his layers of scarves because he was under stage (laughs) lights lights, and he was like just sweating profusely. And it was just, I'm sorry, everybody. I didn't mean to recount recount this story. (laughs) The dance of the like seven veils, basically. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I like that. I love that concert. (laughs) That's like what Steven Tyler should do at all of the shows. Oh, yeah. But if he took all his scarves off, I think he falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is just mostly made of scarves at yeah. this yeah. point. Yeah. Well, what's your most uh, disappointing? I once uh, saw Macy Gray perform at mm-hmm. uh, Central Park Summer Stage, and she, I'm not making this up, lay down on the stage and fell asleep <laughs> in the middle of a song. I mean, but I'm you know what? That sure takes- drugs were involved, but I was like, wait, yeah. everyone was like, she's laying down. Interesting choice. Yeah. She's not singing anymore. What? Is she dead? <laughs> And she then, went to sleep. But that just takes took a talent. Fall yeah. asleep in front of that many people. Yeah. I mean, I'm impressed. It's hard for me to go <laughs> to sleep alone. Yeah. Uh, actually, here's a side note related sleeping story. Is uh, a friend of ours who I probably shouldn't uh, name because I, I'm not sure I'm allowed to say this story. 
uh, she was in a commercial with Mariah Carey. Yeah. And uh, the commercial was supposed to shoot from 9 to 11 a.m. And uh, she got there and she was excited to see Mariah Carey. Like, whoa, this is incredible. And she gets there and a team of like union guys brings in a uh, king size bed <laughs> made up. Mariah Carey enters, takes a four hour nap. Whoa. And then they shoot after the four hour nap. The entire crew just sat around and waited while she slept in front of them. Why didn't she just sleep at home? I mean, I, no one can answer that. <laughs> <laughs> but that is my favorite story about like a diva. Cause I'm like, yeah. that is so cool to be like, I'll get out of bed, show up at the set. Sleep in front of them, and then we'll do it on my terms. <laughs> Man, it's got to be something like she had to be there in her contract, and she's yeah. like, "Can I sleep?" I'm sure. Like, that, sure. That actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Speaking of divas, uh, mm-hmm. if so anyone, yeah. someone actually sent me a link today. A friend of mine from high school who I don't get to talk to very much, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew. If you're listening, hey Andrew. Uh, Hi Andrew. Thank you for sending me this. But he he sent me. Does Andrew a, live in New York? No, he lives in Boston. He's probably not listening. Yeah. He does know Alana, though. Um, hey, Alana. Hey, Alana. Hey, Alana. Second shout out. Hope you're listening. <laughs> he sent me this link that he goes, if you're going to talk about Celine Dion tonight, you have to talk about this video. And it was just a performance of hers from the VH1 Divas show 2002 or oh. 2001. Uh-huh. And, and I kept watching the video being like, cool. What happens in this video that he is psyched about? <laughs> And the answer is nothing in particular. <laughs> He's just so psyched because she's playing. Um, this is like the opposite of how she performs. My yep. heart will go on stoic one place arms only moving. This is like they're doing. Um, you shook me all night long by ACDC. And it like starts with her like up on a, uh, a, a top stage above the band. And it just like cuts into her and she's the guitar parts kicks. And she's just got this like. I'm going to rock face him. He's playing air guitar the whole time. And she duck walks across the stage in high heels. Oh yeah. (laughs) And just like rocks the whole time. And also is joined. It's a duet. You find out at the chorus by Anastasia, who I don't remember, but she was a pop star from the early 2000s. Oh yeah. uh, And I hadn't remembered her at all. Animated movie. Yes. (laughs) And they changed, they flipped all the pronouns in the song to be about a guy. Nice. And uh, he was, he told me I had to talk about that. I like when they do that. Like they're so afraid that someone will be confused. (laughs) Yeah. If I was to sing about the same gender as me, no one will understand. Yeah. Um, That's what, so you made me think that someone also had sent me information before this show being like, I see that you're doing a show about uh, Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. And this is my friend who I'm also going to not name. But uh, she is a uh, a resident advisor at Harvard. So that means that she like, lives on campus and in exchange for free food and housing, she has to like advise undergrads. Yeah. And she said, she sent me a series of text messages in the middle of the night on Friday. <laughs> and we don't text a lot. I mean, we're friends, but I was like, yeah, yeah. I woke up and was like seven text messages. <laughs> what happened? And it, uh, I'm just going to read. Yeah, this please. Not sure if this could be useful for your, my heart will go on show. But one of my undergrad residents is a pretty awkward guy from China. His name is Chen from China. And he practices My Heart Will Go On on the piano next to my room basically every night. I hear the first three notes and I know it's going to happen. It's slowly driving me insane. Also, I had to take him to get a medical circumcision about a month ago. So now when I hear that song, I just think about Chen and his penis surgery. And I was like, I woke up and was like, thank you very much for this text message. Well, Chen, thanks for that. listening. 
Yeah. Hey, yeah, Jen, Jen, you're listening. I hope you're not, because I bet that will cost my friend her job. <laughs> Feels like definitely shouldn't be telling people about medical circumcision. <laughs> hey, uh, whatever's got to get you through it. So that's the yeah. power of this song, not just for me, that but is... also for someone who's like, well, I'm healing from uh, surgery on my genitals. What should yeah. I do? Probably teach myself one of the most beautiful songs known to man. <laughs> He that is he's wonder. using that to get through yeah you know yeah wherever he is yeah. wherever you it's, are chan <laughs> you just know uh to i'll continue the line of the, of the this 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 thought line which is so I celine dion want, played want where this goes Let's go. <laughs> celine dion played uh um you shook me all night long on divas o2 oh right? okay and uh <laughs> but my first concert Ooh, my first yeah. two concerts mm-hmm. were ACDC, Ooh, back-to-back years. That's cool. Yeah. First two I chose to go to, I went with my parents to one other concert before that. Uh-huh. And I think I've mentioned this before in the show. It was Patti Loveless. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows who Patti Loveless is. She's kind of like a hit. She's a country artist hitting like big hits in the 80s yeah. and 90s. Yeah. Um, yeah. But ACDC were like, those were the first two I chose to go to. And it was like... We weren't old enough to drive, but we lived on the commuter rail. You get right to the Fleet Center. Oh, yeah. Uh, North Station in Boston. <clears throat> and spent like, you know, and at that time, what we considered like an ungodly amount of money, like 80 or 90 bucks. Oh, yeah. That's to go see ACDC. Yeah. And those shows were awesome. Nice. Oh, yeah. I bet also ACDC in Boston had some like rowdy fans there. Yeah. We definitely didn't like, <laughs> we definitely weren't like amongst them because we were only 14. <laughs> But it was it was as if um, all the Bruins fans showed up. Yeah, uh, to a, the wrong night of the week. Yeah, I think yeah. that's kind of what it was. Like, well, it's not hockey, but we can work with it. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, Slash's Snake Pit opened. I remember the first time, which was Slash from Guns N' Roses. That was like his solo act. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I, when you Pretty said it at first, I didn't know that that was a solo act. And I thought Slash's Snake Pit was like a chain restaurant that he tried to start. <laughs> we also ate at Slash's yeah. Snake Pit. Oh, come on down to Slash's Snake Pit. Uh, I wouldn't honestly be surprised if he <laughs> no, opened that at some point in his life. If, Slash, if you're listening, which we know you are. <laughs> Thanks for listening. A great idea. What's up, Slash? It's a different Slash. It's not the Slash you're thinking <laughs> yeah, of. Though. Just a guy named Slash. In case uh, in trouble but for this. Slash is super into dinosaurs. Huh. Is he? Uh, yeah. He's like well, obsessed with him. He was on, uh, I think he was on Marin's show, and just like, like you would expect him to go off on Axel or like mm-hmm. playing music or whatever, and he's like, no, I want to talk about the Segasaurus for a while. He's <laughs> like, all right, you're Mar- Slash, Mar- do like, it. Have you listened to the show before? <laughs> we don't normally just talk about dinosaurs that you like. <laughs> well, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Uh, that's funny though, because uh, Chris, you host a show called "You're the Expert." Uh, that's true, right? Yeah. Radio show. It is a radio show and available as a podcast and a podcast and a uh, live show and a live show. Yeah, uh, I suggest everyone go see it forever. I do as well. <laughs> see it forever. But you, you legitimately talk to like experts all the time. Oh yeah, people that is... are obsessed with something. Yeah, yeah. is your bread and butter. Yeah, yeah. my job is talking to uh, people who do uh, research and uh, are professors and uh, leaders in their field. Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's my like job. Us. Like you two. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, um, uh, it was just made me think, I was like, what, do you ever have trouble corralling someone? Uh, uh, whether it's like at the show or just like, you know, prep like, and talking to them separately, but it's like, Oh, trouble like keeping them on, on topic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think like I don't, uh, I like prep people a lot. So I'm like, here's what you got to do. You got to talk about this. So I'm going to ask you these questions. Um, and also we, uh, like edit the show pretty heavily. So sure. when someone goes off on a tangent, I'm just like, look at the producer in the audience and I'm like, and yeah, note this time, we'll <laughs> just cut from here. Yeah. And then they go off and then I'm like, and starting again. 
Um, but so, on a non, um, like, you know, radio show level, it's kind of like awesome just to hear people go off and well, stuff that they are genuinely just enthusiastic about. Totally. In fact, I, I genuinely think that the, the thing that's the most fun and that I've learned the most from it is that uh, if you think, like, I used to think interesting topics made for interesting conversations yeah. and totally not true at all. It's actually like passionate people because like we had a guy on the show who just talked about sand and I would have said that was like the most boring topic ever, but this guy loves sand. And it's like, I'm so curious. Like why, why do you love sand so much? And he like sold me on it. So that began, I was like, sand is amazing. Like, did you know it's both a fluid and a solid depending on like the time and the liquid and the viscosity and all this stuff. It's just like, who knew? And like on Mars, sand acts differently than on earth. And he blew my mind. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like I, I am a, so on board with people talking about things that they are passionate about. That's what I think is the, the best. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, go deep, right. Yeah. Rather than what. Yeah. And also just like, uh, so, so many people in our society, so set up so that people are supposed to like be cool and not like things and be like, yeah. Oh, what do you like? Uh, yeah, no, I'm not into yeah. that. And I, so I love when someone like puts themselves out there and is vulnerable and is like, you know what the most amazing thing in the world is? Is slugs. I love slugs. And I don't care what anyone thinks about it. And then I'm like, all I want to do is talk to slug person. Like that's, yeah, yeah. That's what I like. Well, well I think I, that, oh, go for it. I was going to say, that's what I think is like the best part about you picking this song. Yeah. Because like me not seeing Titanic was definitely, I was just a snotty teenager. And I was like, yeah. I'm not seeing that movie or whatever. Um, but I don't know if you've looked at the Wikipedia article for this song. Oh. It is super intense. It is have huge. Uh, but I mean, it's the same idea. Cause it's like, it's an amazing song. And like, there's a reason that there's 97 hours of covers of that song. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, it is so good. Um, I did not expect, by the way, when I came here tonight, I thought for sure I was going to have to be on the defensive for at least part of it. But I love that everyone has just accepted my premise that this <laughs> is an incredible song. Well, I think like, I agree with Pat. And like, that's exactly what I was going to say, which is, I do think that comes around to like this of people. I, I think I was like Pat. I went through my teens. I really shit on pop music a lot. Mm -hmm. And I kind of got back into it uh, into college, after college, basically because I was like, oh, it's just something people like. And if if you're an artist creating that kind of music and you're just like killing it, then and you're passionate about it and you're really into it, then I got to give it up for you. And if you're a fan that just thinks it's the fucking best thing in the world, then like what stick is up my ass that I can't let you enjoy that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I, I want to say this, <laughs> this is healing for me to hear this from both of you. So thank you. Well, and I just learned before from Addie that Celine Dion was discovered through Eurovision, hmm. which if you've never watched the Eurovision song competition, it is bonkers. And it's like four or five hours long with all of these crazy European pop, whatever acts. But it's along that idea of like, there's people that are super into it. And, yeah. um, it's also interesting to watch because you're like, sometimes you see a country and you're like, so this is the best Estonia can do. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, you're like, well, all right. There's like seven people who tried. And yeah. yeah. This one. And like, sometimes it's not great, but, but it's, all, but it's, it's incredible. incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cause I watched it two years ago and I remember thinking like Azerbaijan had like this amazing performer. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Azerbaijan's a place. Yeah. <laughs> and Eurovision made you know that again. Yeah. Maybe a good European. Yeah. Good job, that's their slo- that's their tourism slogan too. <laughs> Azerbaijan. It's a place. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget. Don't forget. Um, well, Chris, I think that's gonna wrap up the interview. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Everybody give it up for Chris Duffy. Thanks for having me. Okay. 
If you want to listen to Dear Georgiana's cover of My Heart Will Go On, aka the love theme from Titanic, then pause this episode and head over to repeater.show where it's available to stream. Did you know that you can stream all the songs covered on our live shows by visiting us on SoundCloud? Yeah. SoundCloud.com slash repeater show. Not a joke. Anyway, let's get you back to Dear Georgiana for some original music. And this is one of those songs.
Um, dear Georgiana, um, I don't know if I have time for one more, but... Yeah, go for it. Yeah? Okay. Um, I'll play another new one. And this one, these are all songs that I sort of wrote around the, the piano, um, a lot inspired by Carol King, so I'm trying them in these different arrangements to see how I can play them in a variety of ways, which is always fun. And this one I've just arranged for um, guitar, so I'm going to try... Uh, an instrumental part. I'm not like an amazing guitarist, but I'm going to try to um, play this instrumental part that I've been working on. So forgive any mistakes, but I'm going to go for it. <laughs> life, oh, life is a waiting game. Roll that die, you'll never be the Same as you were the day you were born That's your boat there waiting on a distant shore That's your boat there waiting on a distant shore Come, oh, come, all ye faithful men I see the storms of sorrow are blowing Can the light of love be my north star in the shadow of my long walk home so dark? In the shadow of my long walk home. Oh my, do you know where you're going? Can I?
find out where and when Chris is performing and to get info on all his cool projects, check out chrisduffycomedy.com. And listen to You're the Expert. It's a fantastic radio show and podcast, and we think that you're going to love it. Dear Georgiana's music is available on iTunes and Bandcamp, and you can keep up to date with her at deargeorgiana.com. I still can't believe we so completely let Chris off the hook for loving My Heart Will Go On. It's fine for him to like that song, but we just missed every opportunity to make fun of it when we had the chance. What? You don't love a strong flute-laden melody? Get your act together. Although, I gotta say, even without the flute, Dear Georgiana really nailed her cover. Check that out on our SoundCloud if you haven't already. And that's it. Remember to subscribe and review. Until next time, friends, hit repeat. Evan, put a shirt on. Repeater is hosted by Evan Forbarden and Patrick Cartelli at QED in Astoria, Queens, a place to show and tell. Find out more at QEDAstoria.com. Our show is supported in part by Hi-Fi Records and Cafe in Astoria. Visit them from wherever you are at HiFi-Records.com. Editing by Stephen Garvey. Theme music by The Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeaters.